Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We are Paris, Alana, and Rusty. Friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. Welcome back to another Kingdom Sexuality episode. I am here with Rusty, and we are going to be chatting through um, missional marriages today. And so it's funny, like one of the pastors at our church, Tim Bussey, actually, so we actually had him on the podcast. We were doing our pornography series. He was fantastic. If you haven't listened to that episode, <laughs> go listen to that one too. Um, but so it, this week at church, he was talking about having a missional marriage. And as he was talking, my heart was just like burning. And I was like, my goodness, like we need to talk about this on the podcast. Like not like specifically what he was talking about, like parts of it, but also just what does that mean as a couple? And what, what does it mean to have a missional marriage and then to reflect on your marriage? Anyways, so to start us off today, I thought I would kind of bring forward this tough question. Maybe it's an easy question for you. I'm not sure. Um, but is your marriage reflecting Jesus's love to those around you? And if you're really not sure how to answer that question, if the answer is like, yes, if it's maybe, or I don't know, um, it's time to do a little bit of work in your heart and reflection and planning for going forwards. What does it look like to reflect Jesus's love to those around you? Um, which Rusty, I actually, I wouldn't mind quickly picking your brain. What do you think it looks like? Just quickly. To reflect Jesus, to reflect Jesus's love. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like, you know, it, we know that Jesus came to love and he came to serve. And so I feel like mm. straight off the bat, that's the first thing that jumps to my mind. It's like if, if someone from the outside looking at your marriage cannot see that you are happily and willingly like not begrudgingly, but happily serving mm-hmm. one another and loving one another, then I think that's a quick straight off the bat thing that people should notice about our marriages, that they should look different and that it doesn't look like Yeah. Whenever we see, you know, a lot of people anymore, it's like marriages kind of seemed like a, oh well we have to do this. We have to take care of the men. They can't do anything themselves. You know, it's like there's so much <laughs> negativity around it, you know? And it's just like the norm. It's so socially accepted to just be completely disrespectful of your spouse, to to despise that they mm-hmm. do need your help. But we were created, you know, to be like a helpmeet for our husbands. And so why do we fight against that? If If we see that, if somebody looking in says, she does not enjoy serving her spouse and she does not enjoy serving with her spouse, then I think straight off the bat, that's like, mm, because Jesus loved to serve and he was happy to serve and lay down his own in order to make sure that who he loved was taken care of. So I think mm-hmm. that's right off the top yeah. of my head, something that I would hope that people would see looking into our marriage. Yeah. And it's as you were talking, I I was thinking, okay, well, you know, why Jesus is love? Like, why, why do we need to reflect his love? Why not just his, you know, his patience, his whatever, like, which also that too. But I was brought to that verse in first Corinthians 13, you know, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I don't have love, I'm like a gong or a clanging symbol. Mm -hmm. You know, I can have the gift of prophecy and fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. If, 
and I can have a faith that moves mountains, but if I don't have love, I have nothing. Yes. I am nothing. It's like, that's where we need to start. So that's why we're here. That's why we're chatting about this today. And I think it's important to really remember that you and your spouse were put together for a purpose. So yes. even though individually we all have our own individual gifts, callings, passions that, you know, things that get us fired up, we have these things in us and so does your spouse. Yes. So then when you are joined together and you are now, you know, both having gifts, callings, passions combined, you become like this powerhouse of these things together. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'd like to start this off. That's where I really want you to um, begin is to sit down with your spouse, carve out some intentional time, make it a date night. If you want to do this on a date, do this after you put the kids to bed, cook the kitchen table before you clean up dishes, whatever, <laughs> sit down and talk about, you know, passions you have, you know, things you see on your life, callings, um, spiritual gifts. And maybe like, you don't even know what your spiritual gifts are. I can link, there's like a test you can do, um, to help determine that. But maybe that's something you've never thought of. You didn't know. Like I know even for myself, I was like, oh my goodness, this was like maybe a couple months ago. It's like, what are my spiritual gifts? Like I knew Mm -hmm. some of them, but I was like, I know you can have like a couple that are like, you know, the ones you are most predominantly using or gifted in. And then you have like some other ones. I'm like, what would be like my top three? Like I didn't even know. So I actually myself had to the spiritual gift test and go through it and figure it out because I was like, "Uh, how many are there? What could, you know, is this, like, I was kind of confusing um, the fivefold ministry with spiritual gifts. And so I had to like figure that out for myself. But anyways. Right. And how many is there? Is there, what is it? Is there nine or 13? Do you know off the top of your head how many there are? I feel like there's like 20. I don't even, okay. <laughs> like there's a and ton. There might be. I know that I have worked through like, uh, like devotional workbooks and things like that. Um, one really w- good one whenever I was learning all about the Holy Spirit and it was like, well, learn your gifts. And I was like, oh my goodness. And it, I mean, there's scripture after scripture just listing several of the gifts that you could look for. And I know that there was a couple of them that immediately I was like, oh yeah, I've been told that by so many people. Oh, you're really good at this, you know? And, and so I was like, well, I bet that's one. I bet that's one. But yeah, like you said, I think oftentimes it's kind of like with the love languages thing, there is like a mix and match. You Mm. are really maybe like superb at one, but then you have like a close second with another one that you're good at. And mm-hmm. so I was just thinking like this. So what if we were to imagine our gifts that God put in us? And it's like, that's like a seed that God has planted in us. But then he also provides us with our spouse. And so let's say that that's like the soil. But then God is like, he provides, you know, through God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we've got the sun, the water, the air, everything that you need, like to cultivate this incredible thing. And so we have the seed, but the seed's no good if it doesn't have the soil. And then the soil, yeah. it's like, it's no good with those two things together if they don't have the sun. And so it's just like, yes, like have this conversation where you're like, hey, you know, husband, wife, I would love to pick your brain and say, what do you think is a gift that God placed specifically in you. And then I'm going to tell you the things that maybe I think God has put in me and then take the opportunity to say, 
what you see in each other, maybe, because yes. your spouse might see something in you that you don't recognize, you know? He might see that, man, babe, you are such a good teacher. Like, I see the way that you are with people. I see how you thrive with that. Or I, or I think you're a wonderful speaker, you know, all these types of things. I think you're a great encourager, whatever. And you might be completely unaware of it. You might think, oh, I'm not that good at that. But maybe your spouse has seen a way that you are really good at impacting somebody with one of those gifts and can point out something that you don't know. But yeah, totally. put all those together and say, let's bounce this around and also see what kind of superpower would we have if we joined forces. And I brought my gift to the table. You bring your gift to the table. Let's make that. And that's what we're talking about. Our mission, yeah. our marriage mission. How can we join forces and become like a powerhouse of a marriage for the kingdom of God? Oh, Yes. Goosebumps. <laughs> that was so good. And something yeah. too, you've mentioned when we were talking about this before, Rusty, was how like the fruits of the spirit could also yes. be like gifts kind of. So can you touch on that for a second too? Absolutely. So um, we have had, you know, close friends, people that we hang out with personally for my husband and I who have said, oh, like whenever we're with you guys, like I didn't realize how like how much joy you guys like have. And it's just like, it's infectious. Like whenever we're, whenever we hang out with you guys, it's like we wrap up the night and we realize our cheeks hurt because we've been smiling mm. and laughing so much. And we were like, yes. really? Oh, that's awesome. Like what an, what an awesome compliment to be given. Yeah. But whenever I asked my husband, I was like, well, what do you think is something that we have specifically in our marriage? He was like, well, for sure, joy. I mean, we've been told that, you know, we love having fun together and God, I think has placed that as a gift in both of us. And so whenever we come together then, and whenever we use that together, it's like, man, it's like a party. We just, we love to have fun. We love to laugh. We love to bring that and to make other people laugh, like being able to pour joy into somebody else mm. and see it take root in them and see them then like flourish and come around to it. It's such a beautiful thing. And so Definitely. So we've got the fruits of the spirit. And <laughs> if you were a kiddo in Sunday school, then you know the song, but, and you can't hear it, I don't think, without singing it in your head. But we've got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. And so, of all those things, I'm sure that just as you heard those, something probably popped off in your spirit where you're like, man, I am super good at exercising self-control. Or maybe if you're like me, I am not super good at exercising <laughs> self-control, but I am a joyful person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah. but maybe my spouse is super good at self-control. And so he balances me out with that. Yes. So there are different gifts. There are different, uh, those are like spiritual gifts, but then there are different fruits too that might be really prevalent in your life. And those are powerful too. So don't underestimate the fruits that God has placed in your life too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. And I think after having that time where you've sat with your spouse and you've talked through this stuff, um, I think it can be really good to ask some questions to each other. So it's like, okay, yeah, so you've sure. written them out. So you can like, you get a paper, you write out all your spiritual gifts, like, and your spouse is together and you look at them and you see, okay, how do they, like, what's, what's the common thread here? How are these related? Mm. How do these complement each other? Maybe some yeah. of them are the same or different, similar. Um, and then you can ask each other, okay, so 
what do we hope to accomplish over the course of our marriage? Yeah. What do mm. we feel called to like be about together? Yes. You know, what are we doing well? How do we want to grow that? What are some of our like top priorities within our marriage? Right? And I feel like yes. through the combination of all these things, you can then be like, okay, you get a bit of a vision for your marriage. Yeah, and like, for sure. And I think so many marriages don't have that. You know, the vision mm-hmm. forwards where you're thinking of like the kingdom, to have a kingdom right. marriage where you're not just in the day-to-day, you know, can you pass me the milk? <laughs> right, <laughs> or absolutely. Whatever. But you're like, okay, how is my marriage affecting eternity and affecting uh, those around me? And so I think it's really easy to lose that in the day-to-day. For sure. You know, you absolutely. say I do and you you go through life, but when the rubber hits the road, we're here for only a short amount of time. And your mm. marriage is a way that you can be affecting those around you and showing them the love of Jesus. Yeah. And so – we should be taking that opportunity whenever we can to shine and um, serve, like you mentioned before, like service. How are you serving? Where are you serving? How can mm-hmm. you serve? Maybe one of you is really um, into like a new evangelism. You have the gift of evangelism, and how can you be sharing the love of Jesus? Um, but maybe you know you don't have that, or you're uncomfortable with that. But you know you love hospitality or you're really good at cooking and so you're like I love to cook for these people so maybe you know either you have them in your home and you bake for them and then the other person like tells them about Jesus or you know tries to evangelize with them whatever like (laughs) I think there can be a really beautiful back and forth of yeah of combining this and changing it into less individual this Mm -hmm. is my gift this is my you know passion to like okay how can we like you said like combine forces and become this like yeah. super, super hero. <laughs> it's like super, yeah. the superhero <laughs> couple powerhouse. Yeah. Um, you know, kingdom marriage. Yeah. And I feel like, I think as soon as you start having that conversation, because like you said, it is super easy to just be caught up with, okay, we have work day to day. We have the kids' school to make sure they, you know, are caught up on and thriving. Yeah. Everybody's mental health is everybody thriving and happy, and no one feels like they're completely out of control. And I mean, you know, good gravy in the world that we're living in, it's so easy to just like stop there and be totally overwhelmed. Yeah. But I think about whenever Jesus said, Come to me, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And so mm. I think about then. As soon as we talked about, and as soon as I started thinking, whenever you brought up this topic, I'm like, okay, well, I know like, gosh, you know, my husband, I know what I've seen and what I think his gifts are. I've, mm-hmm. what I've seen fruit of in his life. And I know that I have seen people get healed whenever he prays for them. And I've seen God work with him through that. And then I've heard him tell me, and I'm fine with, and I'm comfortable with the gift of speaking. And so, but my husband is like, if you were to hand him a microphone and say, go get up in front of the church and say, I feel like somebody has a need for healing and I want to pray for you. He would shrivel up into a little ball and he like, he would rather skulk off and run and hide than to be put in that position. Right. But at the same time, he has this gift of healing. And so Mm. I see, okay, God brought me to him. And I think about like Moses and Aaron, you know, it's like, yeah. 
Moses was like, I'm not good. I'm not a good speaker. And he's like, fine, bring your brother who is good at that. And I think, golly, you know, God did the same thing whenever he joined us together. And he's like, hey, Josh, you don't want to get up in front of the church and grab that mic and say, hey, come down front for healing. But mm -hmm. I'm going to give you healing. So I'm going to give your wife and I'm going to let her be the mouthpiece for you who's comfortable. And it's like, would happily trot her booty down front and say, let's go, guys. Let's get this healing that you've been waiting for. Yes. And so I see that and I think about that whenever you brought this up, like what's our marriage mission? And I'm just thinking, of course. And all of a sudden that burden feels a lot lighter. My yoke feels yeah. a lot easier because I'm like, no, that's our purpose. Our purpose is not just being caught up with our children's homework and yeah. you know the stress of bills and living this in this crazy world it is to do those things and it's just mm -hmm. like ugh, that it's like it does it's like i feel like jeremiah it's like it puts a fire in my bones and i'm just like yeah yes. what a good thing to be reminded of but it's so yes. easy to forget and so yeah. this is such a good topic i'm so glad that you brought it up i'm glad that your pastor's talking on it and now we get to share it Mm-hmm. because yes i think I think it is, it is something that once you have that, once you find that, there's like, like you said, like it just, it lights something in you to then you're like, okay, well, what can I do? Like, how can I get there? How can I, you know, how can we be fulfilling this and where is our place? Because I feel like often it's like, okay, well, you know, right. there already is someone who does you know, this ministry in my church, or, you know, there's no one who's actually really comfortable with this at my church, or, you know, I don't actually, I, we don't have very many opportunities to see people as a couple. You know, we do a lot of things individually. So, you know, I don't know. I think there's a, a point where you can be like, okay, these are these things and just like make a plan where you're like talking yeah. to, talking to your church, talking to friends and be like, okay, you know, what do you see? Actually, this would be a great thing to do with friends. If you have like a Bible right. study or people you meet with regularly and be like, talk about it and be like, as a couple, what do you see in us? Like, what do you think our mm. gifts are together? And have someone else speak into your marriage. I think that would be fantastic. Yes. What like, a wow, wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah. Where, you know, it can be really, you can get so busy looking in that it's it's really difficult sometimes to, to see that and like draw the lines, but an outside yeah. eye can be really helpful. Yes. That's so true. So be that iron that's sharpening other iron out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, thinking back to having your spouse kind of speak in and, you know, having that conversation, like, what do you see in me? Jeff and I were having this conversation because I did the spiritual guest test. And one of the gifts that came up on mine was giving. And I was like, mm -hmm. kind of hard. I was struggling with it because I was like, Jeff, like maybe I answer the questions more from like as a couple, because that's for sure 100% hands down. One of Jeff's spiritual gifts is like generosity. Yes. And so I was like, maybe I was just kind of like, you know, answering the questions from like an us perspective than like a me perspective. And he's like, well, Elena, like, Maybe, but also at the same time, maybe you're just thinking about it differently. It's like maybe giving doesn't necessarily have to be finances. Correct. Absolutely. And so I was like, oh, he's like, you know, you give of your time. You give mm -hmm. of, you know, you love to just like give, like 
if there's an opportunity to be able to like give a gift or, you know, that kind of thing, like you love to do that. I don't necessarily always do it, but I always would like, I would love to, like, I would love to be able to, you know, bless someone and give something, whatever. And so it was like a really something where I was like, Oh, is this right? Like, I don't know if this is actually for me. (laughs) Maybe I should redo this test. And Jeff's like, no, like, I think that's totally valid. And so just hearing him, you know, kind of affirm that in me was like, really, really nice and really empowering. And I think it can be easy to, to just blow things off because you're like, oh, no, I don't think that's actually for me. Like, I don't really see that and whatever. And I, yeah, so that was really good. I really appreciated that he was able to speak that out over me. <laughs> right. And just not to diminish that. I mean, it's really easy for us to diminish the gifts that we've had placed in us mm-hmm. it seems like we're the first to be like oh but I'm not that great at that you know just mm-hmm. like you said I'm not a financial giver as much as I would like to be but you know your husband was able to say oh, but you give you know maybe you're not a financial giver all the time but man you give your heart you put your heart and soul into things you put your heart and soul into service and you give your services out you are you take church baptism pictures and you you give your time and so that's a really beautiful thing I know that there was a time whenever one of my gifts is encouragement and sometimes it's hard to be Mm. the person who feels like they're always talking up other people and especially if you feel like it's not acknowledged maybe from other people it's not recognized that hey you're putting your heart and soul into pouring this gift out and it's like nobody appreciates it so I want to briefly touch on not getting frustrated whenever you feel like there's no like you're not seeing reward for pouring out this gift because number one our hearts should not be results driven so it shouldn't be about well I'm gonna I'm gonna give this gift and I'm gonna get this back in return but I specifically remember one time that my husband was just having a kind of a rough day he was kind of just down on himself and here I come feeling like, I'm going to encourage you, babe. You better just buckle up because I'm about to <laughs> slap some joy on you and we're going to get you happy. And, <laughs> you know, he just, he wasn't in the mood. He was struggling. He was having a down day. And I remember like I was trying to encourage him. I was giving him my best stuff. And at the end of it, he was like, yeah, well, but I'm just still upset about whatever it was that he was going through. And so I was like, are you kidding? Like, I just threw my best stuff at you. And you're telling me that you're not going to walk away all full of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And like, you're right. I'm going to take on the world. And I was so (laughs) bummed. And I remember telling him, if you're not going to, if you're not going to take this that I'm pouring into you, then I'm just going to stop pouring this into you. And Mm. I remember specifically, this is one of the most impactful moments. I think if I were to count, on my hands in our marriage. And I remember I was standing at the side of the bed and he was sitting there. And I said, if you're not going to let me pour this into you, then I'm just going to stop. And I turned to walk away and he grabbed my hand and he said, don't. He's like, I need you to do this. He was like, Rusty, if you stop, then I don't know what I would do. He's like, I need you to be that for me. I need you to be able to 
give me your joy whenever I am feeling like I have no joy. I need that. And I remember just thinking like, whoa, like that's why God put that gift Mm -hmm. in me. It's not for me to see him walk away with a smile on his face all the time, but it's just because people need that poured into them. And so if we're going to call ourselves the hands and feet of Jesus, that's our mission, right? We're going to go out. We're going to be the hands and feet. We're part of the body of Christ. We each have a gift, a service, something that the body needs us to provide. And so, you know, for me, sometimes I just got to give out and pour out and do whatever Jesus has laid on my heart to do and trust that he's going to finish that work. And so, yeah, man, don't ever, don't ever neglect that just because maybe you're not seeing the fruit of it. Don't think. So I'm just going to stop doing this service. I'm going to stop being, I'm going to stop walking out this mission keep doing it because Jesus is going to finish that work. Yeah. And I think too, like, um, it can be overwhelming and you can be like, well, you know, how am I supposed to go out and, and have a mission all the time? And how do I try and fit this in with my busy schedule? And how are we going to do this if, you know, X, Y, Z. But I think even just starting really simply and looking at your family, looking Mm -hmm. at, you know, the people around you, you know, your loved ones that maybe not like, you know, think of your, you know, you got the circles, you got your close inner circle, you've got the next one going out, you know, the people, Mm -hmm. your friends, people you see day to day, other days, um, weekends, friends. And then you have like this outer circle, which is more like the church, your neighbors, whatever. And so start small. Yes. Smart. Like start trying to do this, practicing your gifts you know, even together, maybe you're like, well, you know, I don't actually practice the gift of prophecy that often, or I don't practice my gift of healing that often, or, you know, encouragement or hospitality, you know, start with your spouse, your kids. And then as you, you know, are building up that, that muscle, right? Because they're muscles you have to grow and and build and, you know, stamina you got to create. And so as you do that, then you go to the next bubble (laughs) of outer, outer, (laughs) because it's building up this faith in you to, to, believe that what you're doing and what you're stepping out in, you know, God's going to be faithful in that. And, you know, even though it's scary and you're not sure and whatever, (laughs) you know, he's got your back. And so we just really encourage you to, to do that, to, you know, take the steps, do this as a couple and no, maybe this isn't necessarily about sex. And yes, this is what our podcast is about, is about, you know, kingdom sexuality. (laughs) But I think just even covering this it's just going to be like, it's going to improve your whole marriage. And Mm. (laughs) so I think there's value in it, even though it's not how to have an orgasm or, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) There's still worth in this because you're more than just your sex life. And we want to, you know, touch on that as well. Yes. So see you guys in the next one. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging with us today as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram. You can find our handle in the show notes alongside any resource links we mentioned in the show. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. We are so honored to walk this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.